not happening. Okay, let's start. <laughs> Here we go. Lord bless it. Oh, yep. Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. There is so much more in you, Jenny Randall. So much much more more. as we head into Thanksgiving. Yes. I know there's more in you because I know what you're doing this week. I know. You've already told me. What are you doing this Mm -hmm. week for Thanksgiving? You tell me. It is now a thing in my life. Second year (laughs) in a row. Whoop. Annual. Cooking the food like a yes. real human does. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm hosting. I'm having come my parents on. come. Martha Stewart this holiday up. That's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I, you're doing. I mean, last year you had to counsel me through as well as uh, I had a text thread <laughs> with all my friends that were like, put the mashed potatoes in this way. Do this. Put the turkey in like this. People don't understand. There's a lot of stress in trying to figure out the time coordination of all the goodies. And God love you if you've got to figure out how to heat something up or keep it hot. That's half the problem in my world is like, how do you keep this in an oven at a reasonable temperature to stay warm without overcooking it and making it dry when people need to eat? And then they're like, you stink as a cook. And you're like, nope, nope. It's just the fact that I didn't budget my time accordingly and I didn't know how to keep that warm. It's you know? like a juggle. Yes. And then, you know, this series, this mini series is on leadership and influence. <laughs> You're going to so last well. year, the <laughs> last year I was like, I want to try, I want to try to cook a Thanksgiving meal. Cause I'd never done it. Yeah. And we all know I'm a horrible cook. So I don't know that. I don't know. I that. did it. Was I successful? I have burns. For day, I burned third degree burn, didn't you? Yeah, it was. Did I make that up or did that really happen? It was. Oh, yeah, it's right here. I'll show you my scar. (laughs) Can you see it? (laughs) Who has a Thanksgiving scar besides Jenny Randall? I need to know this now. Now, (laughs) I need you to write in DM, slide in there. Let me see the pics. I'm asking for it. I need to Perfect. know. Well, Perfect. and you can you can only move forward from there, right? So I'm going year two hosting. I'll be yeah. texting Candace for advice. Although, as we're Go talking about it. Thanksgiving and doing all the things. And so yeah. I'm undertaking the hosting, the cooking. Will I succeed? Jury's out. But you are extending your leadership ability and going in a different way. Let's tell the people. <laughs> Let's tell the people. I'm tired. I'm tired of cooking. I cook so many meals every day of the year that I just really realized I'm not a grateful person on Thanksgiving when I have to cook. Yeah, I am not. It's one thing when you get to go to like a relative's house and you're just contributing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm only bringing like one or two dishes. Um, That's, that's fine. That's fine. But it's, 
you get to enjoy other people's food and somebody else makes the turkey and you're like, oh, it's heavenly. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but when you like scale it back and you're like, no, it's just going to be us this year. Then who's in charge? The same person that's always dadgum in charge every night of the week. And I'm done. So we are going to order in from a Tex-Mex barbecue infusion place that we absolutely yes. love. Yes, you are. Now We're going to have brisket and mac and cheese. We're going to have brisket tacos. We're going to have things called Texas Twinkies, where it's a jalapeno stuffed with cream cheese and brisket wrapped in bacon and Is smoked. Oh, it's so spicy. It's so Ugh. delicious. I can't even wait. I hope I have heartburn and a headache from this meal <laughs> instead of heartburn and a headache from preparing the meal. I am ready. I'm ready for that. Yeah. I am delegating as a leader this week. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. That's smart leadership. You know, when yeah. I go to other people's houses on Thanksgiving, tell me, I don't even, I'm not even advanced in cooking where they're like, Jenny, please provide us with a pie. <laughs> or please bring a side. They're like, please bring the ice and some napkins. <laughs> and I'm like, I got you, boo. So, like, watch me. Watch me stop at the gas station. I'll get some ice. Be there soon. It. Yeah. So we're curious. What are you all doing? What are you guys all doing for Thanksgiving? Mm. Are you cooking? Are you delegating? Yeah, are you going tell us. somewhere else? Are you ordering in? We just want you to be thankful and enjoy. I wonder how many people are listening to this right now. And when we ask them, what are you doing? If they're talking back to us as they're listening, I hope they are. I do too. I kind of hope that they're having like a conversation with us that they're listening. They're like, Oh yeah, girl, I'm just, I'm deciding to order in just like Candace. I hope that that's happening as you're listening, but somewhere in my heart, I kind of think more, you're just kind of giving us the nose laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like the like almost like kind of a courtesy. Like I don't have enough energy to really go for it, but I kind of like what you're talking about. Um, well, let us know about that too. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but do not, I repeat, do not come to my house on Thanksgiving because jury's out if we'll survive. Just oh, you will. you will. You will. Will it be you good? Will. That's the question. But I'm grateful. I, I think it I'm going to be. be grateful for the process. I love. I love and Thanksgiving. Yeah. I love Thanksgiving. It's one day closer to Christmas. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I love yeah. Thanksgiving. And you know what? I think that this ties in this week with what we've been talking about in this leadership and influence mini series in season five. If y'all didn't catch on, we're having a blast doing these. Like the first mini series, the first five episodes, you got to go back and listen. They're all about what we should do with our time. Yeah. And this little mini series that we're in this next five episodes. They're all about leadership and influence. What do you do when you have things and people and projects to lead? Uh, and is there a difference between leadership and influence? We've already discussed some of that, but really the thing that was kind of the pain point I thought we needed to address on Thanksgiving week was simply this. There is a hustle mentality in the world right now. Get it done. Take, 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 learn, learn, learn all these things. And I, I'm just, I'm really aware more and more that I grow older and the more influence that I garnish for some reason that real leaders, healthy, good leaders are generous. Mm. They're always grateful and they're generous. And that's really what we want to talk about this Thanksgiving week is, is what would it look like for you to be a generous, healthy, and, and grateful leader with a grateful heart? Yeah. And I love that you brought up 
hustle as the battle we're fighting against. Because mm. if you're always go, 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 yeah. you're distracted from what's actually right in front of you or the potential of a person that's in front of you, mm. or even the ability to delegate or to even analyze like, what is the best decision in this moment for my company, for myself, for these people? Uh, because if you're like just always mm. chasing something or get into the next thing, it's almost like you're bulldozing the process in the midst of it. And you're really missing out on these sacred opportunities to be generous with your time, be generous with your talents, be generous with your smarts even. Um, and, and a piece of that generosity mm. too is carrying a humble heart, which we touched on last episode. Oh yeah. Well. Just last week. Yeah, yeah, we were we were talking about that rip roaring through that idea that you really cannot be a good leader without having some humility and saying, I need to learn more. I need to become smarter in this. You know, if you think that you've arrived, whew, Philippians is one of my favorite books in the Bible, but especially this chapter where it talks about um, not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect. But one thing I do, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I believe that's like chapter three. We'll have to find it. We'll put it in the notes for you. But that is something that I really feel like is it's just even a scriptural biblical value in leadership is you're, you're hearing from one guy that's leading the entire charge and all the scriptures that we're going to read in the New Testament, you know, the majority of them. And he says, I haven't arrived. I've not been made yeah. perfect yet, but I press on. I keep on going and taking hold of those things. And so humility is such a key component to leadership. But with that humility as well, it, it follows right on its heels. Gratitude, generosity. Mm -hmm. It just, it like falls right after you become humble. It's like, oh, let me drip some of this as well. That's going to be yeah. a byproduct of that. And I want to kind of just ask you and maybe rewind if we can for a little bit. Okay. Can we rewind? Think of high school, high school, Jenny, high school, Candace. Uh -huh. I'm going to get to a point. I'm getting to a point. But was there somebody in your life in that season, because teens, man, that's a volatile season for growth. <laughs> is that, is there somebody that you can recall that was generous to you that led you well? Because I know, um, in high school for me, there was, I want to hear from you though. Can anybody come to your mind that you have maybe like a story yeah. that you can share? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I, I became a Christian at the age of 18, my senior in high school, right before I went off to college. And my field hockey coach, what shout a time. out if you're wow. listening. Field hockey Kim, coach, we love you. Kim Wilson, I'll say Kim Wilson, name. we you love you. Name, say my name. We love you. Um, but she was a 20-something at that time, was a teacher, okay. was active in our community, was coaching the high schoolers. She actually, when I became Christian, began discipling me, which is like mentorship next level. And wow. she would sit with me and this other girl and just talk through all our crazy questions about when you're learning, actually, who is God? What does this look like? Why does God do this and not this? Like all these yeah. questions yeah. of faith. And she would sit with us on a Friday night, on a set, like whenever we have these questions and just spend her time teaching us wow. and pouring wow. into us and... I, I just was thinking about her the other day and I was just laughing like who in their 20s wants mm. to bulldoze through all these loaded faith questions with an 18 something like trying to figure out their purpose and what this all means. And she was so patient and kind with us. And, and this is like really... after school hours, right? This is not yeah. like 
Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm incorporating this while I'm trying to take of other care of other responsibilities and other kids' lives are on the <laughs> on the plate right, right now. She she no. would be like, no, I'm going to give out of extra. I think that that's yes. important to note is that it, a lot of times we think we're being generous within the boundaries of what we know that we could already provide. Mm-hmm. And that's I really it. think generosity is the extra. It's the above and beyond. It's it's the going past what's required to what would be, hey, I can do this as well. Um, and two, it reminds me that being generous often requires sacrifice in other areas. Mm, like she, mm. she opened her home to us. She provided us with snacks. She, you know, like and she, <laughs> wow. she had to give up her time and other commitments to spend with us where she could have been doing a lot of other things, but she wow. sacrificed that for us. And wow. yeah, it's great. Okay. Tell us about your person. You mentioned oh, somebody. high school. Candace is a whole other story, but I will say this. If you're a friend from high school and you remember me, shout out, shout Hello. out. How are you later in life? Cause here, we made it. <laughs> we survived. <laughs> I remember, um, I was really dealing with one of the most stressful times in my family life. When I say stressful, it, it was like poverty type stressful. We mm. were in a single wide trailer home and I'm not kidding. Mom and dad had the the master bedroom on one end. And then we had a living room kitchen that you kind of just walked into when you opened the door. And then there was a hallway that led to a washer and dryer. That hallway had crammed in it a day bed that I slept in. That was my room was a hallway. And then you'd go past that hallway and there was one other bathroom connecting another room. And my sister was a single mom with her son, a young son. And so she's living there. But not only that, my brothers were adult children that had decided to get married and come move back because they were having rough times as well. And so my brother and his wife and their newborn baby, we built on to the outside of the trailer house, some wood um, uh, structure, and we made it all insulated. And they had like a place to live out there in one room. And then we had in the driveway, my other brother with his newlywed wife were living in a fifth wheel, like parked there. So when you talk about overcrowded, overextended, no peace in my mind to find privacy, it was yeah. just non-existent. And I remember going to my um, theater teacher in the mornings before school would start. I'd get to school as quick as I could just because it was quiet. And I remember I didn't have a place to sit. And I was in trouble about being one of those kids that just was like, you know, lingering outside the school. And they'd be like, you need to have a place to go, you know. And um, she opened her classroom for me. She started coming to school early, an hour and a half every morning, my junior and senior year. And let me sit in her classroom and I'm just gave, literally, she just gave me the um, opportunity to have peace and a seat. And she saw you. She, she did. You. She did. And I felt like <laughs> there's never been a more influential, grateful, um, grace giving leader that I've known in my life other than her. And it was because she met the most basic of needs and it did cost her something. It cost her time to get up there and be up there early. And, you know, I, I remember one morning I came in and I was just, I was overwhelmed. I was trying to submit scholarship applications, knew I wouldn't get into a college unless <laughs> I had a scholarship. And so I was doing these auditions to sing and try to get a music scholarship. And, and she was my theater teacher. And so <laughs> she would listen to me as well and sit there and critique me and be like, oh, try this, try that. Um, 
But one morning I came in and I was so exhausted. I didn't sleep well. I was exhausted mentally, physically, all the things. And you ever been so exhausted that you just cry as a response, but you don't really care that you're crying. You just let it happen. You're like, I don't know why I'm crying, but here we are. <laughs> you yeah. know, your body is saying all the alarms and whistles, whether or not you feel them. And so I just walk into a room and sit down at the desk and I just start crying. And I just, you know, zoned out with tears dripping on my face. And she walked by me and she pulled out of a Whataburger bag her breakfast that she was going to eat for herself. And she unwrapped it and put it on the desk in front of me, rubbed the back of my shoulders and she rubbed the back of my head, just started scratching it. And she said, baby girl, there is greatness in you. And there's a reason why I come every morning just so that you could be here and get your breath and whatever you need, you take it. She said, I'll call down to the front office if you need to stay in here my first period, because that was her planning period. So not only did she not have like a class, her first period class, but that was her planning period. So she could get there as late as she wanted to, in all honesty. Yeah. But I mean, like when I think about how generous she was to give me extra, um, those two years were not just somebody seeing me and valuing the fact that I was stressed and gave me space. She showed me what it was like to have peace. And she gave me um, structure that I think I was just missing. Uh, I, I will forever, forever be grateful for her. And her name is Viola Campbell Bailey. So for shouting out, Miss Campbell <laughs> Bailey, I absolutely love you. And every now and then you still send me crazy stuff on Facebook and I, I open them all and look at them, even though I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what I'm going to see. She's a dangerous Facebooker, but I love her so much. <laughs> what she's so sweet i mean Precious. she's theater a theater person those, those people can be oh yeah very theatrical right so um gosh what i mean i yep. think oftentimes we can learn more from stories than if we were to give a 20 page dissertation on being a mm. great leader and how to be mm. have gratitude in it that is so what she modeled and lived out is such a powerful demonstration of just a like seeing people, loving people, showing up for people. <laughs> can I can I expand it one more? I didn't even really think of adding this to my story until you just said that. But let's go yeah. ahead and double down on her leadership. When I graduated, I went to a college four four hours away from where, you know, I was in high school and I was a musical theater major. And my first play I just kind of, you know, sent her a voicemail, called her and said, I got a part in a play. Thank you so much for all you did for me in high school. I really love you. She called up my university and found out when the play was and was there opening night. She drove four hours, got a hotel room and gave me flowers on my opening night of college, my freshman year. <laughs> and this is where you go. I'm, I know. I know. I've no, I, I'm telling you. We could all think of a Miss Campbell Bailey, somebody that just sees us and, and says, <laughs> here's, here's really the thing that she, she saw in me, Jenny. She knew that I was going to be a leader too. She knew it. And she would tell me that all the time and healthy, great leaders put aside their own hustle and pour into people and they pour into others and they're generous and they give and they move others like that's it. That's the most influence I've ever seen in my life was from her. And it yeah. wasn't from a quick little 15 second blurb on the Internet set to some popular song. 
it was because of the time that she gave me. It was because of yeah. the attention, it, the detail, the the surprise of I'll be there whether you ask me to or not. Yeah. <laughs> so he, good. It let's okay, I'm like behind my desk crying. Just so we <laughs> you all really know. are. This I'm watching like, you wipe yeah, your eyes I'm like, over and over again. I'm deeply touched. And I'm also thinking on a human level, like that that cost her not monetarily, but like mm-hmm. so so much Mm -hmm. sacrifice and it's it is easier not to do that let's just be honest it's easier not to so when we we're talking when we're here talking about leadership and crying behind our desks and having these feelings it's a reminder that leadership great leaders are available leaders right and great leaders go out of their way they go out of their way and again it's like moving that hustle and like pushing that to the side and being present when when you know okay god is asking me to go out of the way out for this person i need to be available for this person or this situation mm. and what a model and example both of our mentors are and i'm sure we could think of examples in our own life when we've set things aside and gone out of the way and but the what we're combating in this conversation is twofold it's hustle and it's also selfishness honestly. <laughs> well, because... self-seeking and serving things that we think will make us great. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that leaders get in this trap of serving themselves uh, with the intention of being jerks. I really don't. I think it's all right. disguised. I think it's disguised as this will make me a better leader if I devote this much time to this project, this much time to learning this or acquiring this skill. Or I think it's I think it gets wrapped up in a, in a deceitful disguise that we can get lost in really, really easily. Yeah. Hustling after all the things. Yeah. I have a verse I want to share that's Ooh. similar to what we're talking about. Okay, guys. This is from James 4, 6 through 7. And the author uh, of James is warning people against being worldly. And he says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So submit yourselves, therefore, to God. And if you mm. were to look up the original language, it says God God gives grace to the humble. And that grace translates to favor. And humble wow. translates to lowly, to be low in status. So mm. a byproduct of being a person that's humble and relying in God, on God and going in low, uh, low in status, a natural byproduct of that is the favor of God. And wow. Wow. We can't we can't so seek good. out his favor apart from him, right? Mm. And as we display these godly characters through our leadership and in these different avenues, uh, mm. it affords us the blessing of his favor upon us. Goodness, that's really good. Can you read four uh, through six again? Can you just read that verse again? Sure. James four six through seven says, six "God oppo- God opposes the proud, but mm-hmm. gives grace to the humble." Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Man, submission submission is just like, is such a polarizing word in today's climate. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we don't like that word. It's been abused. It's been really, really uh, profitable for people that are in positions where they've, they've just abused their power. Let's just yeah. be honest. And submission is not something we like to hear. Um But my thing is, is submission to God should come easily if you really know who he is. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like if, if you know, I, I'm not a rival to you. I'm not an equal to you. I don't, I'm not you. I'm not God. Submission could be easy and like not a burden, but something that's actually allows you to be fluid. I think we have more resistance and more struggle when we try to be God. When mm. we try to know the answers that he knows and we try to think the way that he thinks for us and for our circumstances. I mean, I've been at a crossroads in different areas of my life that are professional or, or, you know, financial or, or with my family. And the thing that always makes me feel like it's a hard moment to lead my family through or lead my company through or lead, you know, anybody through is when I think I know better than God. Mm. And, and when I don't submit to just the fact that he is, and I'm not, you know, you're out here yeah. like savoring that word. I see I'm it in your like, face. Preach, preach, <laughs> Kenneth, preach. It is, yeah. yeah. And mm. it submitting to the lordship of God takes the pressure off. Like you're saying, you're not mm. running in these circles of I'm the one that has to perform this, this, and this to get the favor, or I'm the one that has yeah. to yeah. lead this way or manipulate this situation or mismanage this so XYZ right. will happen. And right. God, God knows what he's doing, yeah. right? Yeah. And, yeah. and when we show up low, when we show up low in status and that doesn't let me, I know we're running out of time and I'm glad yeah. this leadership series is longer. We have more episodes coming in, but when we go low in status, it's, that doesn't mean shrink back. I want to be really careful that people, I want to say that like Going in low yeah. or humble doesn't mean shrinking back and like not using your voice. Those are two different things. Coming in low yeah. and humble means that you're you're walking into a room and you're knowing who you're submitted to and you're seeing the other people who are there. And it's not it's not about you. This world is not about you, as we've heard demonstrated mm. through our two examples of great leaders today. And mm. when we show up lowly, humbly. We have opportunity to, as we submit ourselves to the Lord, to see his will and respond mm -hmm. accordingly. And what a beautiful, honoring place to lead from. You know, I'm going to just, I'm going to spitball whatever's coming to my mind because you've just lit up some thoughts in my head. When you said coming in humble doesn't mean, you know, or low doesn't mean that we uh, come in and, and we don't speak up or speak out. There's also false humility. There's something where people can pretend you pretend to be lower than what you really think of yourself. Don't you're not fooling anybody and you can't fool God. So, so that, that effort is so futile. And when we're telling people, Hey, we want to help you get free from the shoulds in your life. You should stop doing that immediately. You should stop, oh, you should stop playing it. that game yeah. of, well, you're, you're really manipulating at the core. That's really what it is, is you're saying, I want to manipulate even the response of God in his favor. But the scripture that we just saw said, you can't, it's yeah. the, he opposes the proud, whether or not you put on the fake face of humble or, or not, or you're just blatant. He opposes the proud. There's opposition there, which means there's struggle with being prideful. And that's, that's whether it's fake or, or genuine. And yeah. so I, I really feel like there's some freedom for all of us to catch from this moment. And, and I want to pull it back to our story. Let's full circle and then let's close out today's show because we've got other things that we can wrap up and talk about this, this next couple episodes. But yeah, I do teacher... want to put a challenge out after oh, you say this. Okay. I want to challenge. Okay. Do people, challenge. But... That's great. Okay. But I will say this, our teachers, your coach, I bet you their intention was not to set out to be the most 
influential in our mind and stay in the back of our thoughts these many years later. Like, I don't think that they woke up every day and they're like, oh, man, I know how I'm going to get Jenny to talk about me on her podcast <laughs> in about so many years. I know it. I know this is going to get it. Nothing in, in Miss Campbell Bailey said, uh, you know what? Candace is going to be famous one day. And so because of that, she's going to mention me. You know what I mean? That wasn't on their radar. They were loving out of their leading position and they were giving and not taking. They weren't consumed with themselves and their, their own position. And this is where I feel like, yes, leaders are great in their positioning of themselves. You mm -hmm. may have, have a high position, but in your positioning yourself to say, I submit to God, I submit to something greater than me. I submit to the fact that this person that I get to lead may outweigh my achievements, may outpace me in my life. Like when you can lead from that place and say, I want to give, I want to pour into that. I want to be generous with them. That'll change the scope of leadership every single time, every single time. All right. Give us your challenge. I just had to, I had to pour that out there because I felt like these teachers had no ambition. They had yeah. love. They had and love. it's a reminder in whatever capacity you're leading, say it's an organization or a group or whatever at the core of the position you're in. Even if it's an organization in leadership, you're the high president, whatever. It's yeah. all about people. It all boils down to people. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge yeah. I have for us as leaders and those of you that are listening, my challenge for this week is to challenge you to lead with humble hearts and gratitude and to be available to go out of your way to see somebody. So that's so going to take intentionality. And then when you do go out of your way to see somebody note down the favor that came mm. from it. Like mm. notice the goodness that God brought through it, not how you responded or what you did, but what the fruit that came from your humbleness and showing up provided, because I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised and, and remembering what God did in that will urge you to continue to show up in a leadership capacity like that as well. Man. So we got the challenge. We got it. This is such a good Thanksgiving episode because you're going to be surrounded by family this week that are just kind of hard. Do you know what I mean? Some mm -hmm. of y'all are, are, this is a hard holiday for you where you've got some difficult people with long standing history and how do you graciously give and pour into them and love them? Take that challenge this week. Jenny is a good, good challenge. And let us know how your Thanksgiving went, what you ate, send us pictures, let us drool through the screens. We cannot wait. <laughs> I'm going to go fill my belly with that Tex-Mex barbecue infusion. And until next time, we want to let you know, we want you to experience the freedom that comes from kicking your should to the curb. Bye everybody. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.